Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What's up, what's up, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Today's episode, I am so stoked to share with you. I brought on Hannah Hermanson, and she's from Dream Life is Real Life, and I can't wait to share her knowledge bombs with you guys. We had an incredible conversation about how to plug back into your inspiration, how to plug back into your values as a leader, what happens when we kind of get the blinders on and we start focusing solely on our income goals. Trust me, raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by income goals, right? Hands high in the air. I am definitely raising my own. (laughs) So we talked all about that. We talked about travel. We talked about really bringing in this perspective of dream life is real life to middle schoolers, which I think is really cool. If you didn't know this already about me, I used to teach um, special effects makeup and children's theater and voice in schools with people from the ages of kindergarten to grade nine, to some high schoolers, to some people who were my age when I was in university. And it's just so impactful that this one perspective can be shown to people of all ages. And I think that's just so cool. And imagine yourself in that moment when maybe you were in high school or maybe you were in junior high and you knew that you were destined for more. And imagine someone coming in and saying, yeah, guess what? You're not wrong. <laughs> like this is right. I feel like if I had that at such a young age, I had this deep belief within myself that really carried me through. But if I had someone else backing me up, instead of hearing all the time, come on, Danielle, be realistic, or all these fear-based thoughts that I was given at the time when I was convinced, and I still am convinced, but when I was younger, when I was convinced that I was destined for more, that would have impacted my whole life. Now, I'm not saying I regret any of the quarter life crisis or quarter entrepreneur crisis that I have been through because I've learned so much, but I think it's just so, so incredible that this one perspective can be shown across the board to all generations. And I think that's really powerful. So we talk about that. We talk about so much more. We talk about how to build your business differently and how it's okay to have a different perspective than other people who might be doing things that you desire to do, but they're doing it in one way and that doesn't really resonate with you and how to really follow your own heart and desires. So I'm so excited. As you can tell, (laughs) I have a lot to say about this episode, but I hope that you absolutely love it. Without further ado, here's Hannah and actually a little bit of further ado because I just want to add one more thing. If you freaking love this episode and you have more to talk about with this episode, maybe it sparks something inside you. You can share that in two different places. You can review it, rate it. You can share it with your friends. You can share it on the Instagrams and tag me. I would love, love, love to see that. I love connecting with you guys. When you show me that you're listening to the podcast, I love connecting with you guys and furthering the conversation. So please feel free to 
screenshot, tag us, tag me especially so I can share it on my social media platforms and feature you and you're listening to the podcast and please rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. And you can also continue the conversation in the Unleash Your Voice Facebook group, which is newly started. You get a free gift from me when you join that. And I am just so excited to hear your thoughts on this. So here is Hannah. So for those of us who do not know you, can you please give us a really strong introduction? Like how much pressure that is. Can you just totally talk yourself up? Um, But let us know who you are, what you do, what you're super passionate about. Amazing. Yeah. So my name is Hannah Hermanson and I'm from a small town in Wisconsin, but I'm traveling full-time right now because I've built an online business helping other mission-driven entrepreneurs monetize their passion project. So I work with a lot of women who come from an education background, a yoga background, or just that ambitious sense inside of them that there's more than working, paying bills and raising a family. Um, And yeah, I'm doing that now, like I said, from my backpack. My partner is also on my team full time now. He used to be a middle school teacher, Um, but we are traveling and spreading the good word that dream life is real life. Another leg of our work is focused specifically on middle school students, also helping them unpack their values, their passions, and chart a life that is in alignment with their dreams before this sort of like midlife crisis that I find myself facing so much in my my business clients. I also used to live in San Francisco and I'm a huge lover of Mexican food and um, take any opportunity I can to visit a new city and try new food. But right now I'm at my parents' house. (laughs) I love that so much. That's that's so funny. I'm just laughing because we were literally just talking about, and I'm just going to bring it up in the recording because it's so funny, how people like hold us accountable to how they see us. And so we were talking because mm-hmm. Hannah's right now at her parents' house. And I was like, isn't it funny that when you're around like family or around your parents, all of a sudden you like revert back to this child and you're like, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. Or for me, if I'm around my older brother, oh my goodness, <laughs> he mm-hmm. still is like a 12 year old. Um, where like, I'll walk up the stairs and he'll like make animal noises. And I'm like, Andrew, don't like, stop it. I call him Sasquatch because <laughs> oh he's like a giant, he's Terrible. Just, <laughs> right. He's giant and hairy. And so I call him Squatchy all the time. And like, when he's around, I'll like record him on Snapchat and send it to my cousins. And I'm like, Squatch watch 2018. Uh, but, so fun. Right. Yeah. So fun. But he'll chase me up the stairs and pull my legs out. Still. I'm like, you are almost 30. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not something you should do, but it's just funny how people hold us accountable to who like they see us. It's so, so let us know, like, how did you get into, I love the work that you do. You already know this, but I just absolutely love it. I think it's so cool. So how did you transition for those of us who might not know your story from deciding maybe that one moment that you're like, you know what, I want to start a business. This is what I want to do. What was that transition for you? What was the moment where you're like, I need to change this in the world? 
Yeah. Yeah. So my background is in academic advising. So right out of college, I wanted to keep working with college students. And it really was like a dream job in my head because I got a cubicle to decorate. My parents were stoked. I had a retirement plan. And I also was excited about helping college students set goals, make their academic plan, think about what success means to them and achieve it all in four years with, you know, 50 credits or whatever. But I quickly found myself um, boxed in and boxing other people in as well. And so as much as I love the idea that higher education gives people opportunity, it still wasn't enough. And I've always had this sense that like I need to contribute to people thinking big. Um, That was something that was just it just became natural to me. I was the high school class president. I traveled and like taught English in all these places. And I was just like obsessed with helping people think big. So the academic advising role wasn't quite right for that. So while I was still working full time in that role, I tried all the things. (laughs) Like I um, started a network marketing business. And that's really where I started to learn about like money mindset, financial freedom, working on your own terms. Um, I became a yoga teacher because that was also just like one of those things. I was like, this is a way to get to people that has impacted me. And then I helped um, a friend actually start a startup in Madison, Wisconsin. She was a PhD student in the education world and also a yoga teacher. And we put together curriculum for school teachers to bring yoga and mindfulness into their classrooms. And it grew quickly. And we built a team and we had hundreds of educators coming to our trainings. And eventually there was an opportunity for me to go full time into that startup. And we wanted to bring this into the Bay Area. I'm getting to the point, I promise. It's coming soon, the pivotal point. <laughs> um, so they moved me out to the Bay Area, the most expensive city in the world, a completely new place. Um, and I'm really supposed to be just like charting the startup on my own. And about a month, not even, like three weeks after I landed in San Francisco, they, the team realized that they actually couldn't afford to have me on full time. So here I was with this light at the end of the tunnel. I finally felt like there was a way for me to bring education, thinking big, yoga, like all my passions into someone else's startup. And I was rudely awakened that even if in this world, you don't own (laughs) other people's ideas. And so I realized, you know, I'm not ready to go back to a nine to five. I can't, it wasn't that I can't trust people, but it was just that I wanted to have ownership. And so I had been certified as a coach and, you know, I had these experiences. And so I started actually coaching women with eating disorders, also part of my past. And I felt inspired to do that. But as I was learning that and working with clients in that way, I realized that there was a common thread in whether I was talking to people about their eating disorder or what major they wanted or if they wanted to be more mindful. And man, people can do a lot when they're not stressed about money. So fast forward to now, all of that to be said was like, I realized I need to monetize and do things on my own terms. And I'm now helping others do that. Um, Not because I'm so brave and glamorous, but because essentially I was booted from my dream role and had to figure it out. (laughs) 
That's so awesome. And so now primarily like with the work that you do now, I know you have a couple of legs to your business, but what is the through line that you really see with people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether we're working with middle school students or entrepreneurs who want to really spread their passion is that it really comes down to what our values are. And I think that the sooner that we can unpack our values, our real desires, our real vision for ourselves, um, the more direct we can get to that route. You know, I had a sense of my values, but I was reaching in all these other pockets that didn't make sense. And so many times now I have clients that come to me and they're like, they've, they've lost sight of their values and they think it's really just about making money. And that's actually not a value. <laughs> like you can't just like earn money because you want to um, in this world, in this day and age. But helping students, helping clients think about what is that seed planted in them? What is that service that they can offer? What is that value they can bring? Because we find with young people, old people, everyone in between that the more you help other people do something or achieve something or get something they want, you can get what you want. And so watching students build community based around their values and connecting with others based on their values has been, you know, so I was a little surprised to be honest, because it's a big thing that I started doing with my clients is thinking about values, but it's just so inspiring to like see that that is a common thread. And when we can unpack our values, um, we can realize our dreams. Mm, I love that so much. And I'm literally coming off of a week of spending time with kids for an entire week, which is so, so fun. And it's something that I've always loved to do. So it was fun to kind of go back into my past a little bit and take on a residency and go into the schools and Mm -hmm. do the voice work and stuff, which was so fun. And what I really realized is that going in, like I knew it before, but coming from stepping away from that world for so long, for like a couple of years and going back into it, I just realized that when you're a kid, you have no limitation. The only limitation you have is what adults put on you. And I feel like when you get to this role of being an entrepreneur, you feel like you have so many limitations because you're looking at the industry standards or you're looking at the other people around you, or you're looking at, well, they're making this much money. That means I have to make this much money in order to compete. Like it becomes this blinders of having these limitations that you're putting on yourself now because you have no one to put those limitations on you. So you're looking for someone to put those limitations on you because that feels safe, feels Mm -hmm. safe to stay within the box and play within the box instead of just getting out of the fucking box. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. So when it comes to that through line of the money, like focusing solely on the money, having the blinders of the money, mm-hmm. just focusing on, oh, how do I make more money? And when you start to lose those values, because I feel like it's not something that's necessary to your growth as an entrepreneur, but a lot of people go through that moment. Even I have, and I talk about that, like, I would say like eight months ago, I went through a huge moment where I was, I was shifting my business and I'm like, yeah, but can I make the money that I was Mm -hmm. making before doing this Mm -hmm. while I'm doing something that I actually love (laughs) and how's that going to work? And I started to lose sight of my values because I was so obsessed with proving myself. So from your perspective and how you share with your clients and how you do this work with clients, middle schoolers, anything... And someone is so focused on the limitations, so focused on how do I make the money? How can I get the money and all that stuff? And they start to lose sight of their values. What is the first thing? Because that's how 
a lot of people I feel like describe feeling lost. Like they're Mm -hmm. not lost. They just lose sight of their values and then Mm -hmm. they feel like they don't know who they are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I I get that when you don't have money, it is about money. (laughs) And like, yeah, as nice as it is to just talk about money mindset and money is an energy, like we need to pay the bills and there's stress and you lose sleep over money. So I totally appreciate the fact that people want to be paid for doing what they love and, you know, pay the bills, whatever. But what I, the conversation I have so often with clients is, all right, let's say we earn you 10K this month, just putting out a course or doing this like get rich quick scheme. Like where are you going to be at the end of the month? Well, I'll have paid my bills. Cricket, cricket. And, you know, I'm fortunate now to be working with people who do have this legacy or this uh, purpose-driven vision and that it isn't just about earning money because that isn't really going to fulfill us. And it's always going to be drained at the end of the month. You're always going to want more. And it's like this rat race that we put ourselves back into. So what I really, and we do this with middle schoolers, not so much about money, but like the status. I don't know if you know this, but like middle schoolers want to be YouTube stars. It's like the number one job they're looking for. (laughs) And it's, you know, well, then I'll have so many people that know who I am and I'll be famous. And like, okay, what does that mean? Okay, what does it mean to earn $10,000? What does it mean to be famous? And when you can ask yourself why three times, and you tend, I always hear clients getting to a place that's more than money. You know, sometimes it's, it is related to status, or it's related to um, a sense of security. And these are other things that we need to dive deeper into, because money is just a superficial band-aid. It's something we like to put, you know, interest into. But at the end of the day, it's usually not about money or the number in our bank account. So yeah, that simple exercise of like asking yourself why three times, like, why are you so desperate to make 10K this month? What does that mean? Yeah. I love that so much. And I feel like there's also this, I love that you said that about middle schoolers. Cause it's so <laughs> funny. I had a grade five class this past week and just, it's so funny how there is this status quo of like, Oh, like it's, it's so cool to be famous. It's so cool to be on the film scene or whatever. Cause we had another one of our instructors who I'm really good friends with. He's doing, um, voice over acting. Mm. And so he had a grade six class. And of course he's like, yeah, I voiced some cartoons and they're like, Oh my God, you're famous. Like what? And all of a sudden he was the coolest kid ever. And he was so cool. And it's just so (laughs) funny how, it's like need to be loved, accepted, desired that mm-hmm. they're searching for, but they think, okay, I look around my me and right now, currently in our social space or whatever, if you have X amount of followers, that means you're loved. If you have X amount of money, dollars in your bank account, that means you're mm-hmm. loved. It's, mm-hmm. it's all the same. And I think that's so funny that us as adults, even in the entrepreneurial world, like sometimes it can feel like high school. Sometimes it can feel like middle school where you're constantly in this rat race of, oh, that's the new goal that everyone's looking towards. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that means validation. Let's get that. And it's just wild. It's so wild. And yeah, I just love what you were saying. I have no idea what my next point was going to be. I I forgot. I want to build on that a little bit because yay, I, go! Yeah, this the way before. I want to talk to anyone about their how. Like, how, what are you going to be when you grow up, or how are you going to monetize this? Is like, whoa, 
big step back to like, what is your life going to be like? You know, for my clients, it's let's look at a dream week. And after you have your green smoothies and your yoga and your date night and all these other things, then we'll start to build in like how, okay. And there's, there's everything is figure outable. <laughs> and so you need to start whether you're thinking about pivoting in your business or you're a middle schooler who wants to be a famous YouTube star. Like what is that going to mean for the lifestyle? Because another principle of life is that you can't achieve much unless your cup is full. And so we know this and I'm sure that, you know, you've, I've, well, I shouldn't assume, but I've definitely had the experience many times when I don't take care of my needs or how I want to be living my life. And then I'm pouring from an empty cup, meaning that I'm not actually helping anyone because I need to help myself and take care of myself first. We know this, yet we think that the first thing we need to take care of is our bills or earning money. And We're back. You you cut out just for a second. I think I think we get the gist. Like starting yeah. with like what you want your lifestyle to be, and then yeah. the how will always present itself. And I know that's not like that was so annoying when I was just starting out as an entrepreneur. Like, no, just tell me the cookie cutter and like how am I going to earn money? But that's not the right place to start. So mm-hmm. thinking about your legacy, how you want your lifestyle to be, and that that deep. Why, why, why? (laughs) Yeah, and I love that you said asking three times because it's so funny how we can go directly into the miscongeniality like pageant. (laughs) Anytime that I work with anyone, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to ask you this question and just tell me your answer. And then they like tell me their answer and I'm like, okay, cool. So that was such a good pageant answer. (laughs) Let's go deeper because everybody's like... I want to save the world. And if all the whales could be saved, it would be great. Like, it's so funny. It's the same thing when you ask a kid, like, mm-hmm. why do you want this? And they're like, because it's fun. And you're like, okay, why do you really want it? fun? Yeah, why is it, it fun? It makes me laugh. Okay, why does it make you laugh? Because it reminds me of whatever. Yeah. Then there's always, yeah, I find that that third layer is all much more meaty than the first two. Yes, I love that so much. And so if someone is at the point where they're, say right now, they're in this space where they're like, I like, honestly, if anyone's in this space, I call it a quarter life crisis or Mm -hmm. whatever. I call it like a quarter entrepreneurial crisis or whatever. Obviously I'd be like, go talk to Hannah. (laughs) Like everyone go talk to Hannah. Mm -hmm. But if they're at this space where they don't know what they, they don't know what they want. I put that in quotes, air quotes, because Mm -hmm. when you are in the space of, I don't know what I want, it's probably because it's like held back. You've probably experienced this too, (laughs) where it's like held back by the limitations of other people or what you should have. Like this morning I even sat down and I just wrote down Danielle's selfish as fuck desires list. Like if I could be so selfish, like, and it feels like you're doing something wrong. It feels like you're opening Christmas presents and no one, like you're not supposed to, but you're doing it anyways. Like that's what it feels like. like. I want an in-home gym. Okay. Judge, judge away. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh shoot. I just lost my thought now. Um, but yeah, that, that pivotal moment of like, what do I actually want? Right. That's what you're getting to. Yeah. And first and foremost, friends of all ages, we even tell middle schoolers this step away from the computer, like pick Mm. up just like you did literal pen and paper. And I, 
routinely take five, 10 days off of social media. You know, okay, I'm like using buffer and stuff to like maintain. I have an assistant who lets me know if something's really crazy and things are automated. So I can do that now. But oh my gosh, the months I spent I was living on Facebook and yeah, sure. I made some connections, but man, I made a lot of comparisons and I also got into that rat race of like, okay, they, they want to be a six figure coach. I need to, okay, why haven't I done that? Why didn't even think of that? Well, maybe because I want to just like live in my backpack and have a simple life. And it's actually not about those numbers to me, but so often clients come to me and they'll even compare to other clients. Cause we have a little community and like, how did she do that? Or like, okay, she's working like twice as much as you because she doesn't have kids and she has a dream to buy a house in the next two years. And, oh yeah, I guess I already have a house. It's like, yeah, like you're doing awesome. And if you stay in your lane and you can pat yourself on the back and like, you know, sit down. I love that, you know, unapologetically listing out what it is you actually want. And it's okay if it changes and it's okay if it's simple and it's okay if it's different than everyone else. Um, And I think the other piece that it's been helpful for me is to have someone to bounce that off of. And I, I can totally fall prey to shiny object syndrome. Um, You know, there's a lot of ways we think about doing this middle school curriculum. Like, do we make it a summer camp? Oh, we could make t-shirts. Oh, you know, like all of these whirling of ideas and have someone else, you know, on your team or as a coach to be like, "Uh, Hannah, like, focus. (laughs) focus. <laughs> uh, and I love the focus acronym if no one has heard this, but fo- um, follow one course until success. Focus. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. That's good. <laughs> I love that. And it's, and it's just so true that you make so much comparison. And I was actually reading someone's, um, something, someone posted the other day and I can't remember who it was, but it doesn't matter because what she said, she, along the lines of what you want is like inspiring. Like obviously I'm paraphrasing, but like your bare bones, raw desire is so much more inspiring than someone else's. Like when you compare yourself well, I want this, but she wants this. So now I have to want that because she's getting more engagement on her posts or whatever, right? And it's so funny because it's so true where when she was talking about like the raw desire being so inspiring, she literally said in her post something along the lines of like, you know what? Some people post about how much they hustle and how much they're like up at 5 a.m. And she's like, I am not jealous. But when someone's like, I just took a four hour nap, I'm like, I got to follow that girl, (laughs) right? It's so funny how we all, when we actually are in touch with what we really want, we become the inspiration for other people. Even you, you're like, I spent five days off social media and I was just like, oh, damn girl. Yeah, that's what I'm getting towards. Because last week I was barely on social media and guess what guys, I didn't die. You look great. You look rejuvenated. You look like you've had a detox. (laughs) Thank you so much. But it's so funny. And I was around like kid energy and yeah, I'm a little bit Mm. sick now because they're germy, but I was like (laughs) so lit up and inspired just by their raw inspiration because- when we were reading stories and we had, we did Canadian authors. So we like read them a story. And then from that story, they build something else. And it's so cool that you read them a story that's literally in print 
and you're like this, now we can, we're going to close this book and we're going to do whatever we want with it, with the like general value of what the book is. Like, what are the values of this book? And it's so funny that when you say, okay, so who can this main character be? And they're like, space people. And you're like, okay, cool. What else? And they're like, people in the center of the earth. And you're like, okay, cool. What else? And they're like, wait, you're actually letting me like, actually think about this stuff because we're I'm not imagination. saying imagination yeah imagination a foreign I'm, concept <laughs> right and I'm not like no guys this has to be a mm-hmm. human being this has to be this their name has to be this because the book says this like allowing them to run free with their imagination that's probably that's my favorite thing to do is just sit there and be like no actually you can have whatever you want and their brains just like blow up. And then my brains blow up because they think of things that I could have never, ever thought of because I'm not putting limitations on them. Right. Right. And I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about um, kids not having those sort of limitations. And I said, I was surprised by the way that they caught on to the process. Cause basically what dream life Academy is about is about taking the blueprint. I give coaching clients and mapping it on to a seventh grade curriculum and they buzz through it. And it goes so much faster because they have so much more imagination. They're not like you said, so restricted. Um, And also, yeah, they just have that space. Like during school, you just can't be on social media. (laughs) And I see, I mean, I get emails from clients every single day, like, I just saw that this person isn't charging as much as me, or this person just had so much engagement. And again, not to beat a dead horse, but like, why are you concerned about their engagement? Because you're insecure about something and we need to like step away and like look at yourself. So anyway, I just think that, um, like I said, not to beat a dead horse, but really like asking yourself, why are you stuck in these patterns of being on social media? Why are you thinking so much about what other people are doing or thinking about you? And so often it comes down to just like owning your greatness and stepping away from that noise. Because you know what, you guys, so much of that crap on social media is just a crock. (laughs) Like, I literally see people like copying and pasting each other. And like, that's not imagination. And you're going to stand out so much more if you're not just, you know, all consumed in that stuff. Yeah. And if you like really like step into your own voice too, because one of the most powerful things that I even realized was stepping away from social media for that time or whatever, I, there's this one space in called C space in Calgary and essentially like a bunch of artists, like it was really like expensive to rent certain places all around the city. So what they did is they all kind of band together and like rented out this huge old boys school, kind of looks like a haunted building. It's kind of creepy on the outside, but when you go in, it's like, the imagination in that space, Mm. it reminded me that there's a world outside of social media. It reminded me that there's a world that I used to be in that was not a coaching world. And Mm. to pull from those different parts of who you are, because for me, especially, all my friends are business strategists. So I thought, oh, now I have to think like this. No, I don't. Part of being Danny is that I took clowning and mask work and special effects makeup and all these things. And I've done so much work and just walking into that building, there's like puppets coming out of the wall. It, that sounds scarier than it actually is. It's really cool. Well, it's <laughs> Halloween season. I can get into right? it. Right? Right? <laughs> and some of the light fixtures are literally hourglasses with sand in them. And I'm like, whoa, how did they do that? And like all the wall is, is a mural and then you walk through different 
levels of the building and they're all completely different. And you're just like, whoa, how did someone think about this? Like, how did someone connect to this? But it's because they didn't look at all these other people who were doing what they're doing and say, oh, how can I gain inspiration from that person? They were like, how can I gain inspiration from my own life? And I think that's so important too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that we as entrepreneurs or young people or, mm-hmm. you know, specifically entrepreneurs, we forget that we can literally do anything and we get so caught up in like, okay, I'm decided. This is my niche. And I have to do it this way. Cause everyone else is doing it this way. And, uh, newsflash friends, I just told you, like, I'm running a business from my backpack and I I mean, yes, I go on social media, but that's not my only strategy. And I think that there's a lot of fear in running your business differently or adding a leg of philanthropy. Like, what do you mean you're going to start using time in middle schools? Like you should be Mm -hmm. like, you know, getting a TED talk or like, no, like I don't have to do it the same way as these other business coaches. And in fact, I have joy is your guidance system, right? And so when I was trying to get a cookie cutter from someone else or follow, you know, some prescription of what a business coach does, it was not joyful. I wasn't attracting the right clients. You know, we, we know that your energy attracts your reality. So I think that just like, I would love for listeners to hear today that there are an unlimited number of ways to run your business and to run your life. But if you can start with what your real values are, how you want your lifestyle to look, and then just continue to follow the joy, you're going to be all right. I love that so much. Oh, that even like warmed my heart. I'm just so obsessed with you and obsessed with what you're doing. And I'm just so happy you're on this podcast. Because even for me, like I just, this, so much of this can relate to just what I've been talking about lately and like some breakthroughs that even I've had like years into business. So I don't care whoever's listening to this, if they're like six years in or if they're a fucking multimillionaire, like I don't care. It's all the same shit. And, And like, you don't have to put restrictions on yourself if you've hit a certain milestone. But even for me, It's like, there's things that I've always loved to do, like video editing or like mask work or like creating things or, or like doing makeup or like doing these things that are all part of my own self-expression that I stopped doing. Like when you stop doing things that you love because it doesn't fit with the idea of what you think you need to do in order to be successful, that's when you start to lose your joy and that's when you start to lose your value. So like as much as physically possible, if you can connect back to that, like for me personally, I've stopped following coaches and I follow female comedians (laughs) because that's like my joy is just like comedy and artists and acting and all that stuff. But I get Mm -hmm. to relate it to business and it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. And another, you know, I think following people that are outside of your industry is really important. And the other thing too is to like consume content that is consume differentiated content. So when I started my podcast, I was like all into listening to like female business owner podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then I turned around and like on my first few episodes, I sound like this robot, like wannabe podcast person. (laughs) Um, And then I just, you know, so then I started reading books by like leaders who have run businesses that aren't business coaches that don't depend on Facebook. And, you know, that really, I think, I know that's put an edge on my own content creation. Yeah. And so I love that. Follow comedians, follow people that let you up, follow people that are doing it differently than you. Um, because that, that yeah. keeps things interesting for you and your followers. 
Totally. And even like podcasts, I unfollowed a bunch of like female entrepreneur podcasts. Cause once again, I started sounding like mm-hmm. a robot mm-hmm. and my favorite podcast, I'll just like plug it right now. Cause I think you might love it. Maybe yeah. who knows, but armchair expert by Dak Shepard. Oh my God. I so heard of it. <laughs> I'm in love with Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard and their love makes me believe that love is real. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so funny, but pretty much he just like brings people on the show that are other either comedians, actors. Um, like, do you know who Dak Shepard is? I don't. I'm have not a ever- big like pop culture. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like without a paddle. Have you ever seen that movie or when in I've Rome? heard of it? I've okay. heard of it. When in Rome, yes, seen that one. Okay. So <laughs> Dak Shepard is like the douchey guy in When in Rome who always takes his shirt off. <laughs> okay, okay so they, got it. They fell in love on that movie. And oh. it just like, yeah, it's like really like, uh, but anyways, they're just so, they've both like gone through therapy. They've both like, r- like removed the stigma over. He used to be like very heavily addicted to like alcohol and drugs. She used to, mm. she used to be addicted to like, or I don't think she was addicted, but she has been on antidepressants for like years and years and years. And so mm-hmm. she talks about her struggle with that um, and his struggle with like addiction. And they're just like really open with it. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason he had this like armchair that he bought and Kristen Bell freaking hated it. And he would like leave it in parts of the room of the house and she would like put it outside and there was like a struggle. And then he decided to create an entire podcast based off of it. So he just sits in this armchair and talks to people and he pretends like he's like an expert on stuff that he's not really an expert on. Oh my and God, this sounds it's, genius. Yeah. it's so good, but it's also so deep and just so raw and real. And you listen to like comedians and actors and other artists and successful people in the, their industry talk about real problems that like we have or like politics or just, and it's so unfiltered and just so real and it's so hilarious. So anyways. Wait, that is like the perfect example of what we're talking about and that you can literally take anything, have fun with it and still like to talk about a deep conversation being facilitated on a podcast. I think there's probably like two ways we think of doing that, right? Yeah. Having a webinar kind of script or interviewing people with hard hitting questions or like, no, sit in an ugly chair and act <laughs> like an expert. Yeah, totally. Um, that sounds amazing. And I also think that it proves our point that you can do it totally. anyway. <laughs> exactly. And like, that's one of the reasons why I stopped following so many people. That's my dog. I apologize. This is a perfect example of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm don't... surprised my dog is like not reacting to that. So right. I don't know what my dog's doing, but, um, it's so funny because for me, I, when I started following these other entrepreneurs, in their podcast, I was like, oh no, I have to have these set of questions. Oh no, I have to do this thing. But I just like freaking talking to people. And even Mm -hmm. like I started doing podcasts pre-interviews so that I could talk to people and be like, great, this is exactly what it's going to be when we record it. And I want to get to know the person before I go ahead and hit record because I want to make sure it's real. And I'm not going to edit anything out unless like there's like weird robot-y glitches, which most, I've, everyone's listened to my podcast. They know I like very rarely, if you can understand what the person says through the robot, I'm not going to like, yeah, I'm keep, yeah, we're keeping that in. Um, yeah. But even right now I'm wearing penguin pajamas and I have no makeup on and it's just all so perfect. And you're just like so fresh out of the shower. <laughs> yeah. I'm just drying my hair as we sit here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuddling on my parents' couch. And I think that, you know, this is something that I'm like consciously exploring in my own business right now, because for the first few years of business, it's a, or even life in general, like you do need yeah. to establish some credibility and, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have that presence. You want to sound like an expert, even if sometimes 
really the thing that sets you apart is that vulnerability, is that rawness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet it's a fine line. And I've been playing with, you know, sharing aspects of my business while still like establishing yourself as credible, right? Like, yeah. you know, just because I have a down day doesn't mean that everything's gone to crap and no one should yeah. trust me. Yeah. And- <laughs> I, my clients come to me with that a lot too of like, okay, how do I share this struggle without sounding dumb or without losing momentum? And, you know, you experiment with that and sometimes you overshare. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just like an in- interesting conversation and that you're bringing up that rawness and revealing that you're wearing penguin pajamas is yeah. um, inspiring. <laughs> Thank you so much. They're really cute. I'll show you. Oh, those are, those are penguins with bow ties. Yeah, they are. So they're uh-huh. fancy penguin pajamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're my dress pat penguin pajamas. You're, they, you're totally working them. I love Great. it. Thank you so much. But yeah, that's so perfect. And I love one of my own personal rules because things can get messy is there, there's a fine line too. I love that you said that because something that I want to bring up is like, there's this huge talk and desire for connection in the online space, especially in like realness, but people are, are pushing so much authenticity that sometimes they share it from a place that they're not like energetically aware of what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. And so one of my personal rules is like, is sharing this going to help someone? right now in this moment. And how is it going to help someone? Because if I'm having a bad day and I'm like spewing out like F-bombs on the internet because I'm mad at something, like how is that actually going to help someone reading that? And just being aware of what you're putting out in a way of saying, okay, what do I actually want to be in the online space? Like, am I going to be a helper? And do I want to be a visionary? Mm -hmm. Probably, especially if you're listening to this podcast, probably, right? Mm -hmm. But just being energetically aware of like, okay, how is this going to help and serve? And don't feel bad or feel like you're hiding something if you're not ready to share it. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. You just put that much more eloquently, I think. And yeah, that speaks to the point I'm trying to make. And I once read or heard that Oprah and the Mm -hmm. Oprah show, she would not allow a show to go through unless she had a clear intention and resolution. Mm. So she would even have conversations, you know, like she go, you go in, you do an interview or you have an experience in your life. And like, in order for it to be shareable for Oprah, there needs to be an intention and a resolution because she didn't want to just bring on at mass murderers and then leave, yeah. you know, listeners hanging without a resolution. And so that's something that I, um, you know, again, like, I I consider when I make posts or especially when I look at what my clients are posting, like you, and I think you're just saying it a different way of like, is this helpful? And is this like contributing to the legacy I want to leave? I love that. Yeah. We're so on the same page. That's so amazing. And Oprah too. (laughs) And Oprah too. Oh my God. We're like the same as Oprah. And Dak Shepard apparently. (laughs) And Dak Shepard. Seriously. Some of Dak Shepard's, I'll listen to it. And I'm just like, I just love everything about like him and Kristen and how they share their, just who they're, their own personal legacy. They're very open with certain things. They're advocates for making sure like 
the paparazzi doesn't take pictures of kids, like how it's like, that's against Mm. the kid's consent and like Mm -hmm. being really mindful about that. So they don't post pictures of their children without like blocking their faces. And they're just like such advocates for what they believe in. And and that's honestly an inspiration to me more than someone spewing out how much they made in a month. Like that is so powerful to me. Even the fact that Kristen Bell wrote a letter. Oh my God, I'm just going to gush. Okay. (laughs) Kristen Bell on her Instagram okay, wrote a letter to Dax Shepard on his soberversary and was like, Uh, one of the things that she said was, I knew, I know how much you loved using. And she was just like being so open with that and just like sharing that, like, I know how much you loved using and I know how much, how hard it was for you to like, let go of that because you loved it so much. And even him talking about it, he doesn't shame his past. He's just like, I fucking, I loved getting high. He's like, I loved it so much, but you know, was a productive no. And it's like, sometimes I look at parts of my life that maybe are quote unquote shameful or whatever. And when I Mm. share it, I'm like, am I actually truly ashamed of this? Or do I feel like I have to be ashamed of this because I'm so scared someone else will shame me. So if I can shame myself harder, that means that I'm even more secure in who I am, right? Or whatever, or that I'm safe because I have this wall of my own personal shame and no one can shame me more than I can shame me. It sounds like you're asking yourself why, 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 why? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're really going with that. Yeah, Yeah, really. It's so funny though, but it's just so powerful to just be like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to share this from a place of like my perspective, what I believe in and just share it from a place where there is a resolution and where you can just share it so openly and it can help benefit someone else. Anyways, I'm just obsessed with them. Now everyone knows my dirty secrets of how obsessed I am. (laughs) But no shame, but no shame. Hashtag no shame. (laughs) Uh, No shame. I love them so much, but it's so so funny. But okay. So if you had to make a point to the world, because you kind of do, I wish the whole world was listening to this podcast. Share this around, guys. They are. They make it. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, maybe Oprah will listen to this. So if Oprah is listening to this right now, what is one message that you would love to share and leave with the world? Hey girl. Hey. Um, (laughs) Hey Oprah. Yeah. I think I touched on it a little bit, but you know, there's so many like cliches to say this and I sort of mentioned it already, but if you want to be successful and you want to feel good about yourself, you've got to help other people along the way. And the more that you can see that you are just a drop in the ocean and you, meaning that you do have the opportunity to make a ripple effect, but you can't really do anything alone. So whether you want to be a YouTube star, you're going to need followers that appreciate what you have to say, or you want to run your own business, like you're going to have to interact with people. So the more that you can fall in love with helping other people, whatever that looks like for you, the more success I can guarantee you and joy, which I said is your guidance. So. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So if we've fallen madly in love with you with this podcast, which I'm sure that we have, if anyone's like me, we have, okay. It's official, (laughs) but where can we consume all your content? What do you have going on right now? What would you love us to really plug into if we need more of you? Yeah, so well, this has been a stellar first date. And so I would love to hear from everyone. Yes. Um, the sooner the better, so I don't get anxious. Um, <laughs> but I actually, this is super exciting. I haven't really released it yet. But I want you guys to know that all of my resources are now in one place. So you can go to dreamlifeisreallife.com slash resources and just like 
take your pick. There's tons of free video trainings from, you know, how to monetize your passion project, how to earn more while working less, um, also how to gain traffic to your business without using social media. That's something I have a lot of workbooks and video trainings about. But anyway, yeah, there's like a buffet waiting for everyone at dreamlifeisreallife.com slash resources. Um, but if you don't need to be gobbling up more content, like we've talked about, maybe it's not always about downloading another freebie, like it's a zero calorie brownie. Um, I would love to hear what listeners are up to. So my email is an open place. I'm Hannah, H-A-N-N-A at dreamlifeisreallife.com. And I would just love to know what people are working on. If they have any questions, I am happy to continue the conversation there. I love that so much. Thank you so, so much. And if people are loving this episode, go ahead and like post it on your Instagram story or something and then just tag us so that Hannah can know that you're listening. So I can know you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, my Instagram needs a little facelift. The last thing I posted well, on my story was I'm pretty sure I have a broken toe and the colors keep getting more and more interesting. So yeah, I think it would be good to have a a change of topics over there. So I love Instagram. Let's do it. (laughs) That's so amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been such a stellar episode and I'm just like obsessed with you and what you're doing. And I can't wait to share this around to everyone. Thank you, Danny. So much fun. I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership, love, and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues, okay? So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.